Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Come through, queen. I want to see you. Come through, Queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through, Queen. You couldn't answer if I'm a good friend? Excuse me. Dorinda and I had a major altercation. You were so narcissistic. Narcissistic. Absolutely not. Don't Okay, stop. Just the audience. Stop. You can't buy tickets for this country. Hey, Brendan. Hello, Daniel. Bravo finally decided to get back to business. Can you believe that a TV station is now showing the TV shows that they promised us? I know, but you know... This fall, I'm curious to see, outside of Bravo, what the networks get to doing. Like the right. ABC, CBS, NBC. Right, because production just, like, stops. Are they going to produce, like, funny reality shows? <laughs> like- I've already seen, like, an at-home game show situation like between like famous couples that I've seen like previews for. So I think we're going to see, we're going to have a lot of at home content for a bit. Yeah. I, I think the day this episode is going live, that E show that we reported on earlier is premiering the celebrity at home call center. Mm-hmm. So maybe more of stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. We're also about to have Peacock premiere for People who are not Comcast subscribers, I think. Mm. And is that going to have all the housewives? Including or are DC? Those, or is that going to remain on Hulu? Because I will pay for Peacock if it does bring me like all the Bravo content that they've been hoarding. So I actually think there are different levels of Peacock. I mean, there's definitely a free Peacock, which I think is okay. ad supported. Okay. And not even like, you know, the VH1 app is free, but you need to have a cable subscription. 
Mm-hmm. I think this peacock might be 100% free. Okay. Yeah. I know. We need to see what, what's up with that. As like, the- I mean, I would pay for ad free if it's bringing me the content that I want, which is like Ladies of London, Cal on Earth, Gallery Girls. Okay. I, I, like, I hate to speak from a place of ignorance, but I think there may be a paid option that is ex- an expanded library, but still with some ads <laughs> that's so weird maybe there but then maybe there's an another tier i don't know i I sound so stupid right now but i i i'm i'm only saying this because i think there is they're doing something different with this streaming service okay yeah speaking of which i've considered i think i'm gonna do a ladies of london rewatch mm-hmm. and i might purchase on wow. amazon or whatever Oh, because it's not available anywhere. It's not. A, it's available on Hulu Live, but not on regular Hulu. Mm-hmm. Or like whatever the expanded Hulu thing is, you know? Sure, sure. Um, but I've been just like itching for some Caroline Stanberry, some Sophie Stanberry Sophie, in yeah. my life. And I just, I think I want to do the rewatch. How, is it three seasons? It's three seasons. The first season isn't as good as we know from like first seasons in general, mm-hmm. but seasons two and three really are like, mwah. yeah. I mean, speaking of first seasons in general, perfect time to plug the Patreon content this week. We're starting a new series where we're going back and watching the first episode of each of the Housewives franchises. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we started with OC, which is the most difficult to go back to but mm-hmm. necessary for the journey. Yes. Uh, so that'll be on our Patreon. Um, you should join the journey. It's an easy journey because you don't have to commit to watching like a full season. You can just watch the one episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But let's get to the news this past week. We have a misleading <laughs> headline uh, from page six, of course. R-H-O-B-H star Garcelle Bouvet says her white peers get paid more. Now, when I saw this pop up on the Facebook community, I thought this was a a statement she said in reference to her paycheck in comparison to the other housewives. Mm -hmm. But obviously, you know, you got to, it's 2020, you got to do more than reading just the headline. Which, like, it's wild to me so many people don't do. Yeah. And it's scary, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's, let's read more than just the headline. So she says, quote unquote, my white counterparts get paid 1,000% more than I do. I know it for sure, and that really sucks. The longtime actor and model will next be seen in Coming to America, the sequel to the 1988 comedy in which she had a breakout role alongside Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall. But even with decades of experience in the industry, she says it's only lately that she has gained the confidence to ask for pay equal to that of her white counterparts. It's all about being treated equally. I want to be promoted the same way. I want to be compensated the same way. I've been in Hollywood for over 20-something years, which is a feat in itself to continue working, and I'm so grateful. But I do feel that so many times my white counterparts get paid 1,000% more than I do. I know it for sure, and it really sucks. We're not valued as we should be. I just feel like it's been happening for a long time, and now I'm not putting up with it. 
you don't see my value, you don't get to have me in your project. Simple as that. So does that mean she earns at least what fellow first-time housewife Sutton Strack does? Bavo laughs heartily at the question. She says, smiling, that's awesome. I don't know, but Sutton doesn't need the money. That's the thing. Well, I mean, hopefully she makes more than Sutton because Sutton's just a friend of, right? Yeah. Though when they were negotiating, Sutton was supposed to be a full-time. So that's the complicated part. I think that, like, I wonder if, like, she makes as much as, like, an Eileen Davidson did Mm -hmm. um, when Eileen came in. There were rumors that Eileen made, like, the most money of any of the housewives when she came in. um, Because she was, like, I guess such a well-known soap star. But in my brain, Garcelle is much more well-known than Eileen was when she came in, right? I mean, Garcelle's definitely in the same family of Eileen, Lisa Renna, um, a Kim Fields, even. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a name. Right. Not a Sutton Shrek, you know? Right. The only person Where, who knows who Sutton is is Jennifer Tilly. Exactly. Where, like, Sutton Shrek is joining, she's already a rich woman, so she's joining to, number one, just, like, have fun with celebrity, and number two... Promote her business. Promote her business. Whereas Garcelle is joining for a paycheck, because she's an actress. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I know, we haven't really heard much conversation about a Garcelle paycheck. I know. It's like... The paychecks of the Real Housewives is such, like, a an elusive thing to me. Mm. Like, we hear things, but we don't hear, like, the complete story ever. And I would love to, like, just know. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, not in their interest to disclose until, I would say, they're no longer part of the show. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if, like, for some reason, like, I want to know how much Teresa makes. Because... Yeah. She's been on the show so long. I don't necessarily see her like being great at negotiation, but like, I don't, but she like brings so much to the show. She is New Jersey. Yeah. I don't know. I, she, maybe she has like a team that is doing the negotiations because we get Mm -hmm. so many things out of her that in my mind, she's like, I'll do this, this, and this. If you give me the money. Right. Like I'll get Joe, I'll get Joe on the Skype. We'll fly to Italy. Like, these are all things that I would say she says, like, I will do this in exchange for more money. Yeah. And I bet, like, I remember the period of time when she, like, just needed money. And she was actually pretty savvy as far as, like, how she was using the media. And she was doing all those paid interviews with In Touch magazine and giving them all those exclusives about, like, all of the drama that was happening in her life. So I guess she is savvy in that way. Yeah. Okay, so let's get an interesting COVID Bravo crossover. Mm-hmm. This is from The Cut, New York Magazine, like, uh, subsection, I guess. Yeah, and I will say, Laura Von Bergen, um, friend of the show, Chicago yeah. Housewives historian, and someone who's done some detective work around Tinsley in Chicago, yeah. shared this in the Facebook group. Yeah, what's interesting about this is we all know Jordan from Summerhouse, and there's no mention of his Summerhouse affiliation in this article. Exactly. He's just like a man on the street. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and this is part of a greater article that talks about coronavirus, having the conversation of personal safety when you are hanging out with like other people. Mm -hmm. So it's like making decisions in terms of like socializing with people based on everyone's own personal responsibility. Right. So this is from the cut. When Jordan Faroy arrived at his aunt and uncle's house in Florida for July 4th weekend, which already side note, it's like, <laughs> why are we going to the hot spot? <laughs> the hot spot. Oh, I mean, today was like broke records that I think surpassed. Like, I think they have finally surpassed New York numbers, which is so crazy to me. Yeah. Because yeah. like, the way we talked about COVID back in March and April when New York was getting hit the hardest and like what we experienced as far as like people who live in New York. Yeah. It's like crazy to me that the conversation around Florida is like, no one's really like acknowledging how huge that is, that it's that bad. Well, also like New York, <laughs> New York is like a sardine can versus right. like Florida, just like go like, go swim in your pool. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, fucking wide open spaces compared to... I'm in a building right now with how fucking many people stack right on top of each other. Yeah. Okay, so let's continue. <laughs> okay. He tried to talk about precautions before going inside. Since the 31-year-old had flown in from New York a week earlier, he wanted to immediately shower and wear a mask inside to be safe. Which is funny because, like, <laughs> he's acting as if, like, New York is the one covered in the cooties. Mm -hmm. uh, but his family said he was overreacting and thought it was ridiculous when he offered them an elbow bump instead of a hug. When he declined to hold hands during dinner prayer, God, a hard thing to do for self-described good Christian Southern boy from Atlanta, they laughed. And when he asked if they could do takeout instead of eating up, eating at a packed restaurant for dinner one night, they said no. Uh, the founder of a tech start, he's a founder of a tech startup, said, I felt like I was in the twilight zone. He added that he has friends whose parents have died from the virus. He said, I was saying, do you guys not realize what's going on? But his dad, who is in his late 50s and was diagnosed with prostate cancer, said he would rather live in the moment than strictly follow any COVID-19 related rules. Walveroy says... Convincing his family to take more precautions in their own house would have been hard. It would have been easier had they started the conversation about each other's comfort levels before he showed up on their doorstep. But either way, creating COVID-19 related boundaries with friends and relatives is really hard to do. Wow. I think it is like an interesting conversation as far as like families and different friends and like how people are like coming at this moment. And it's been very illuminating to me to see, like, I don't know, some, especially, like, distant relatives and people and, like, how they're reacting to right now compared to, like, how we've had to react. And I think it's also, like, part of it, I think part of it goes into, like, when everyone start, first started quarantine in New York, everything was so, so, so intense. And in other places where cases weren't as serious or weren't as widespread people were viewing it as like fucking spring break and like haha like we're in quarantine like yada 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 
And now that like media attention hasn't necessarily like loomed over it as hard. And as like, it's getting more intense in other places. People just like, don't aren't taking it seriously. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 I, what's interesting to me though, is like (laughs) Jordan doing this interview. Like what, (laughs) what's the benefit for him? Well, I mean like, People just want their names out there, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, to me, it's just uh, it makes you and your family look not great. Mm-hmm. I bet you, like, I bet you, it was like a friend of a friend's was doing was the reporting the and like yeah. needed somebody to speak to that specific experience. You know, sure. Just like not not agree to these interviews. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Well. We're excited to have shows to talk about, so why don't we get to that? Let's get in. All right, should we start with Beverly Hills? Yeah, what a thrill. Wow, okay. Let's get to where we're picking off with Denise and Aaron running out of the party. It's just, like, so funny to still be at this picnic three weeks later because we just, like, we're on pause. Like, you know more what I mean? than three weeks, I feel like. A yeah, month? a month later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, they've been running now for a month. And... <laughs> and Lisa's been running after them in that green dress. Aaron doesn't need to deal with this, because he's dealing with cancer. What was that about? Like, he knows somebody <laughs> who's dealing with cancer? No! They're, like, sticking hands into hot machines to, <laughs> like, yeah. God, he, I feel like his presence on the show is like actually like dangerous. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the conspiracy theory bullshit that he's pushing forward. I mean, I the good thing is that he's like be, being edited into a light where everyone's like, this is not well. Yeah. But I mean, there's always going to be the one or two people who believe sure. what he says. Like he's legitimizing something. Yeah, yeah. Um, can I say? Have you know? Do you follow? Lisa Rinna or Jackie Cox on Instagram? Uh, no, but I did see the Jackie Cox running in the street of New York. Of New York as Lisa Rinna. Um, in my neighborhood, by the way. She's oh, my neighbor yeah. somewhere. But they like seem to have like a content partnership where Lisa's like like posting all these videos of Jackie Cox all the time. Good. Which I, I love. We love to yeah. see it. Will we see Jackie Cox again on Drag Race? I think maybe. I feel like I she was well-received. I I thought so, too, while we were watching, but I feel like there's no conversation about her. I feel like she might be, like, a filler queen in an All-Stars. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like a cracker. Yeah. It's like, I don't need to see Cracker on my TV show. I'm here to see Shea Coulee and Jujubee. But Cracker is a filler for you, but Cracker is not a filler for the community, I would say. Well, the community... <laughs> Doesn't know what it needs. Okay. Okay. Uh, what Aaron and Denise need, however, is a steak and a strip club. Love that. Love have that you ever them. have you ever been to a strip club, Daniel? No. Okay, I have a okay. few times. Oh, I, a connoisseur. <laughs> yeah. So I went to 
there's this famous strip club in Atlanta called Claremont Lounge, and it's in the basement of the Claremont Hotel. And it's kind of famous for strippers who are, I would say, like older. Um, and there's this one famous stripper there named Blondie. Mm-hmm. And there's a documentary about her. And she's famous because she takes beer cans and she squashes them between her boobs. And then, How? it's famous, look it up. <laughs> Jennifer How Lawrence went there when filming the Hunger Games. But how is that possible? It's it's called talent. Look it up. Um, and then a couple years ago, I went to another strip club in Atlanta called Swinging Richards, and you can imagine mm-hmm. what happens there. And there yeah. was a stripper by the name of no, not by the name of, who looked exactly like Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights, if you've ever seen it, mm-hmm. iconic. Um, and he told me it was his first night, so I tipped him. I don't think it was actually his first night. I think he was just telling me that so I would tip him. Yeah, that was a line. Yeah. yeah. So that's my experience with strip clubs. Thank you. Wow. Sorry, mom, if you happen to listen to this episode. <laughs> she listens sometimes. Maybe she will in honor of your birthday this week. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lisa running around saying it's so fucking weird. It's so fucking Twilight Zone. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, the barefoot on pavements <laughs> in the streets. <laughs> Yeah. Lisa was in like a fancy free mood. She was like playing in the ball pit. Sometimes she's just in the mood, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised that when Denise and Aaron got in the car, they did not rip the cameras down much like a Ramona singer ripping the lights out of Dorinda's Berkshire's bedroom. Oh, I know. You would think they would. Especially with, like, Denise saying, like, don't say anything, cameras are up, like, cameras, cameras, cameras. Mm-hmm. Like, once, you're, once you're in that car, those cameras aren't invisible. Like, I think they're very visible. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've seen the setup, like, when Phaedra was in the car with her sons and, like, they showed it more because it was, okay. like, a really sweet scene. And it's, like, yeah. a visible camera yeah. pointing at people. yeah. So that was interesting to me. Like, I wonder if they thought, like, okay, we are in this enclosed space. Like, we can control this narrative Mm -hmm. at this point. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. That was my thought process. Uh, So we go into the tent with the stripper pole with a dream catcher on it. This is where Beverly Hills loses me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, pretending to be drunk. (laughs) It's like pretending to be drunk, like little planned antics. They always do it, and it sucks. Yeah. I mean, there was a, I think there was a big conversation online this past week in terms of, like, Beverly Hills drunk versus uh, New York drunk. Yeah. And, like, to me right now, either of them are fun. Right. But, it, <laughs> I mean, but, like, the Beverly Hills one is, like, clearly a production. Yeah, they're acting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was literally a tent full of actresses in Sutton. So yeah, they were acting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Sutton, we have Sutton's trunk show. And my eyes definitely darted to the date on the invitation mm-hmm. in terms of like, I want to see where we are in a pre COVID world. What did you find out? It's November 5th. Wow. 
So we're just a, like a smooth four months out. Wow. Like we were all so happy that day. We were all so happy that day. It's actually hard to think about how terrible things have soon become. Uh, I like Sutton Store, I will say. I like I would live in there. Yeah. I like it's the like, cute. Yeah, I like the fucking what's it called? The Ivy with like the Sutton spelled yeah. out. Ever since whatever day she was born, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was surprising. I was surprised that it was in the seventies. Oh, her age? I think I noticed it said like 1970 something. Hmm. <laughs> Are you Googling right now? Of course I am. I could be wrong. A Sutton track. Here's the thing. Like they don't, they're not generous with giving her age. Let's see. Age. She's like not a well-known person. So it's. Or, okay. She's 1970 on the dot. So 49 years. Oh old. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes yeah. more sense. No, yeah, that that I, like, thought, I could swallow that pill a little bit more. <laughs> I thought like fifties, but whatever. Yeah, but I mean, she will be in September. So, cool. Happy birthday, yeah. Sutton. Happy birthday. <laughs> okay. Uh, so before we get to the trunk show, Rena's visiting the Sutton store. Mm-hmm. And like Rita's just having so much fun this episode. She's walking down Almont Drive, wherever that Her is. Taking that gown into the street. Like and dirtying it up. Yeah, if it was like I could see that being a storyline for an entire season with Beverly Hills. That would mm-hmm. be a storyline. Like, I cannot believe Lisa dirtied up my gown in the street. But you know yep. what? Sutton's cool. She's a good attitude. My ten thousand something dollar gown, yeah. Yes. I like Sutton. I know people who don't like Sutton need to grow up. Yeah, stop. Turn off the Muppet Babies. This is the real world, and Sutton Shrek lives in it. Okay. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> okay, so the Dorit Kemsley closet construction is a page out of Ramona Singer visiting whatever his name is, like Tommy Bahama in Long Island to party mm-hmm. plan. It's like, yeah. we are getting a free closet out of you by filming this scene. And like yeah. she posted on her Instagram, like 10 different videos about like the construction of this closet, tagging the company. Good for her. I wish, like, I wish someone would give me stuff. But I'm fine with it. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it like in an angry way, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. Like I, I'm happy to spend any time I can with Dorit. Same. Isn't it Good funny that the tide has turned so much on Dorit? I know. She was like the most hated housewife her first season. And now like she is the breath of fresh air that we all need. I mean, she's the moment. She's the moment. With her fresh teeth that she also was posting content on her uh, Instagram promoting. Totally. I would love some fresh teeth. Yeah. Let's give me get, get give, a sponsor for that. Give me some like pearly white veneers, mm-hmm. some little chiclets. <laughs> uh, okay. They should all look at the promo you did for your haircut and see mm. the example that you could do across yeah. platforms that's, for for t- new teeth. That's my um, what? What's like the word for your like your sample product? 
to sample. We get our first Kovishnal. Uh huh. It was better. It was better than New York. Yeah, it's Kyle talking about her and Kim's relationship. So we get the clip of Kim and Kyle in the car on the way to the boob doctor. They think the the police are chasing after them, and Kim says to floor it. Which, like, in this current space we're in is iconic, and I can't believe it. that hasn't been memed more. When Kim sees a cop, she floors it. (laughs) I mean, yeah, Kyle's COVID confessional was so much better. I mean, it's strange, again, like, this was the, we only had two COVID confessionals, and I feel like the second one with Denise was only added for, like, comedy's sake. Not mm-hmm. for storytelling. Right. Like, we probably didn't need the Kyle one. Right. I think they're just, like, trying to, like, start weaving them in. This is our new normal, folks. Sure. We just need, like, I think Evolution should direct all of the confessionals across Housewives. Because I just or felt like, like a, the... Give it, like, a TED Talk to, like, the other yeah. production companies. The Beverly Hills ones look so much better than the New York ones. Mm-hmm. Although, Shout I mean, out the, Denise, the Denise one was, like, a strange angle. Mm-hmm. Like, it was definitely not done right. Right. Yeah. But Kim's tits are out. We're gonna replace that boob job. Her, her boyfriend convinced her to get a bigger size than she wanted. What boyfriend was this? Who knows? When did she get these done? Uh, I think in the, in the consultation they were talking about her getting it over twenty years ago, but then okay. like, but then she had them touched up like now and then. Oh my god! I don't in know. That that's, boyfriend that's like was... a wild. I feel like that's like a wild ride. Yeah, but that boyfriend was Donald Trump. Oh my god! I forgot about that. <laughs> Remember when they went on a date? She gave him a kiss. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we get a quick little driving lesson with Denise's daughter, who is a proud mumble mouth. <laughs> like, puts yeah. me to shame. Oh, my God. Oh, driving lessons. Remember driving? I guess you do it every day. Yeah. My mom called me yesterday and asked me when was the last time I drove. And I yeah. really had to think on it. And I think it's been three years I mean, there there was actually a stretch of time where I had not driven in maybe like five years and my license expired and I had to go and wow. take the take the written test, the road test all over again. You know, Trang had to do that recently because yeah. she went and instead of getting her driver li- driver's license renewed, she accidentally just got a state ID. Yeah. So then she had to retake everything. Sad. It sucks. It really sucks. Ooh, I failed my first my first driving test. Oh, sad. Yeah. Okay. So Erica and Red are, are hanging out as two proud members of the Chicago Broadway community. Mm-hmm. We're going to go get like some vibrations done. Right. Yeah. Rena was also doing like a lot of promo for this place as well. Mm, good. It, good. It was like Jackie Cox in this place. Yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of which, one more thing about the Jackie Cox video. I noticed that Kim Richards commented with a crying laughing emoji. What does that mean? Are they in a good space? 
I think so. Wow. <laughs> okay. They're like flirting with the vibration doctor. Mm-hmm. And Rena says, you're her type. Old, rich, and bald. <laughs> and didn't they put up a side by side yeah. of the doctor and what's his name? <laughs> uh, Tom Girardi. Yeah. 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 Uh, I just love the conversation about celebrity and fame and Ren is saying the audience loves me and I love them for loving me. <laughs> like talking about her monologue in Chicago. What a performer. I would have loved to see her perform in Chicago. I know that was like one of our biggest mistakes. I mean, she was on Chicago, like in like 2007. I oh, no, no. Like, well, no. Well, I'm talking about us not seeing Erica. Oh yeah. Well, I saw Erica at the stage door. Yeah, but that doesn't count as the performance. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Uh, while Kim is under the knife, Kyle's talking about Big Kath. Crying. Big Kath is always around. Yeah. She's watching over us. AKA Alicia Silverstone. Oh my God. Garcelle moves into the new home. We got the story about like that note that her father wrote her. Mm-hmm. That was cute. The thing about Garcelle's home is like, it's just like among other uncompleted homes and it stresses mm-hmm. me out, you know? Yeah. No, but I, we have checked into it in the time of COVID and it looks nice and settled in. I would okay. Say. I just like, don't love like when you're talking about like subdivisions and like those kind of communities, I don't love when there's like not trees. Mm-hmm. I le- I want a tree. I mean, technically there probably really should not be much trees and foliage. Cause like, don't, isn't, isn't where they live like the desert technically. Oh, but like a palm tree. Mm. Oh yeah. Palm. I'll allow that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay. So we're at the trunk show. And Aaron has to show up because they had a dinner. Mm-hmm. They always have a dinner they're going to. Couldn't he go around the, the corner and get a drink at a bar? Yeah, go to fucking Sir. It's right around the corner. Yeah. Steps away. Go to go to Motherload, the best bar in America. But like, <laughs> like Aaron hang out with the ladies. It's funny that Denise and Aaron would even allow this to happen again after the Kyle barbecue. I think she's doing it on purpose. But what's the goal? To protect her? Yeah. I don't know why it's the goal, but I think that's it. But at this point, like, what are we protecting her from? Like, I think this is what is causing her harm until the Brandy Glanville stuff comes up. Yeah, but she doesn't know. Like, she doesn't know that. She's not she's not thinking through. She just, like, wants to walk in on his arm, hold his, hold his hand, and then, like, have him fight for her. Yeah. I gotta say, this is where Dorit was really shining. When when Aaron and Erica are getting into it, and Dorit's just kind of, like, looking into the void. <laughs> like, <laughs> she, she's not engaging and just, like, looking into outer space. Yeah. And then, and then later when she and Denise are talking as Denise is running out, and Denise talking about the paparazzi <laughs> and Dorit doing the look around for the paparazzi <laughs> was so iconic. She really is a star. We love her. We love her. 
you want you want to know who I want to like spend more time with though? Dorit. <laughs> her, but also Sutton's boyfriend. I mean, her he's husband? Been, he's like hanging by the charcuterie board. Just I know. I he just seems like a fun dude to me. Who she met on like a match.com or something. Mm-hmm. His yeah. name's Michael, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Okay, we we should close this up with the Denise confessional. With she's like saying something about I didn't I didn't know Phoenix was in earshot. I guess mm-hmm. talking about when she was cursing at the barbecue. Right. And Aaron like moves in saying, Who's Phoenix? <laughs> <laughs> God, those two. Freaks. True freaks. But that's that's really else. Glad to have it back. Same. I mean, I, th- I am loving every minute of the season. I think, like, people aren't. But, like... For some reason? For number one, why? I think, like, people are too critical sometimes. It's like, yeah. they're giving us stuff. It's It's so much fun, I think. Yeah. It's like easy, breezy, beautiful, especially compared to New York. This is the most fun I've had on Beverly Hills, I want to say, since, like, Eileen, Brandy, everyone was in the same room. Yeah. The room where it happens. Exactly. Watch Hamill film on Disney+. Plus. Okay, let's get to New York. Cool. Dorinda's in her bed inviting all the gals to the Berkshires, but no one is picking up. I know it reminded me of a scene in Beverly Hills season one where Camille is calling everyone to invite them to the dinner party from hell and nobody answers. Mm-hmm. That's a weird callback, but it reminded me of that. Yeah. Yeah. I was excited to see Elise getting a COVID confessional. Same. And I will say probably the strongest COVID confessional as far as like composition Composition, of... lighting, sound quality. Mm-hmm. She seems to be, like, in her, I would guess, like, Hampton's house in, like, the foyer. Hampton's foyer, yeah. I mean, like, the light was right, the sound was right. And I, I feel like us getting a COVID confessional from Elise bodes well for her appearing during whatever form the reunion takes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With Elise, and I like tweeted something about this when it was airing, I think that we need a force like her just to bring us back down to earth. You know? Like, I know that she's got all that weird personal shit and that stuff with the maid, but like, we don't have anyone on the show who is like sober and like willing to like just like be normal. Well, she's not even, she's not sober. She's just like, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, she's she drinks, but I mean, like, someone who's not like acting a fool, yeah, like the entire time. Mm -hmm. And like, Bethany was kind of that person at points, and so I get like why people like Miss Bethany because like she could bring us down to earth a lot. Yeah. Wait, can I? So, have you heard this thing about? the Halloween party in Jill Zarin. And apparently Jill Zarin said on an Instagram live, and I don't have all the facts. So please fact check me if you have them that any time that she would try to speak to Dorinda during that Dorinda did like the equivalent of going Bravo, Bravo, Bravo. And like, wouldn't speak with her. 
So I actually, I wanted to talk about this during our last episode and I forgot. This was a com- in conversation with Elise and mm-hmm. Jill. And Jill said she did that in terms of Jill coming to the Berkshires. Right. Like Dorinda was shooting down Jill coming. Right, because Jill was supposed to join, right? Yeah. Which, like... That would have been... We would be living in a different world right now. Like, I mean, as far as, like, the behavior in the Berkshires goes, we would have been living in a very different world, especially around the Luann stuff, because I feel like Jill acts as, like, a centering force in Luann's life as far as, like, when Jill's around, Luann... Yeah. But also, Jill, like, if Jill came to the Berkshires, I could see a world where it's like Tinsley is out of the title card and Jill is in the title card. Oh my God. Oh, please. And we only have Dorinda to blame for this. Truly. Not that I think, like, we talked about this last week. I think Jill is corny and out of place right now. But, like, mm-hmm. who knows where it could have gone. 1,000%. Yeah. So Sonia and Elise are hanging out. And Sonia's describing her behavior at the Halloween party as she went to it like she was going to a gay bar. <laughs> <sighs> also, like, I don't know. Also in her, like, sad apartment that she doesn't even have anymore. Did you know that? I gotta say, though, the apartment looked much better than it did last season. Right. But, like, that apartment on Columbus Circle, which I walk by all the time because I love doing the Sonia, walk past Sonia's apartment, walk through the park, and then walk past Joy Behar's apartment. Sure. She no longer is living there. And yeah. now, do you did you watch Watch Robins Live with Sarah Paulson, where Sonia said that she's living in Dorinda's apartment? Yes, yes. That is wacko. No, I love it. I, I mean, side note: the Sonia Sarah Paulson episode is so good. I mean, Sarah, Sarah Paulson, whenever she's on Watch What Happens Live, paired with a housewife, is always so good. I know. I love her, and she told the story about like being attacked by LVP fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was great. I mean, the thing is, like, Sarah speaks the Bravo language so fluently that it's Mm -hmm. shocking because she's such a, like, a good person. (laughs) Because, like, she's, like, a prestigious A-list actress who, like, wins awards and, like, is, like, so sought after and, like, her talent. And then the fact that she's down here in the gutter with us, I think, is, like, the surprising part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, are she and Holland watching these episodes together? Does she watch it in a different room? Yeah, does Holland like? I bet Holland (laughs) prefers Below Deck. Oh, God. She loves... Did you watch Hollywood? No. Oh, that was like an early core thing for me. Holland was great in it. The show was in general like so weird, but Holland was great. Everybody goes to Hollywood. Hollywood. (laughs) Okay. But the story that Elise told Sonia about her new hot husband taking his shirt off and so- and Ramona giving him a massage. Here's the thing. I believe it because we've seen Ramona give massages. 
No, but we've seen the pics of Elise's new husband too. And that would totally be a man that Ramona would jump on. Yeah, he's like two skips away from Mario Singer in his looks. I mean, he's like in, in better shape than Mario. Yeah, but like he's like adjacent, you know, like as yeah. far as like the way they look. Oh, yeah, yeah. Adjacent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Ramona, Leah, and Lou meet up for some shopping for high fashion. Ramona says a line that I thought was pretty iconic. Maybe they're upset no one is throwing them a birthday party. Maybe they're upset they don't have 50 friends. <laughs> wow. Me to you when you say birthdays are for babies. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, that's what I'm upset about. I don't have 50 yeah. friends. The 50 people that showed up to my birthday in Christmas in July last year. Yeah. Uh, Leah is debuting a new confessional look. One I like to call The Floor is Lava. Mm-hmm. Um... Like that show on Netflix, which was good. I watched three episodes. Yeah. I think you um, mentioned she's giving us some Moira Rose. She looks with the eyeliner and just like the look in general. It is very Moira Rose. I would imagine Moira Rose would go for like a more in black and white version of that particular dress. So mm. instead of like yellow and red or whatever yeah. it was, it would be black and white. But it sure was young Moira Rose. Okay. So Ramona, uh, I'm not Ramona. Dorinda is coaching Len to not cater to Ramona. Love it. Yeah, I mean, but also I made me feel bad for Len because she's in between a rock and a hard place yes. because Ramona's going to ask and she's going to have to do the labor of pushing back. Whereas yes. Dorinda should be the person pers- person to yeah. push back. She should be the one who says, don't harass my employee. Mm-hmm. Not put the employee in the tough position. Does Len live on campus? On campus. <laughs> I want to live on campus. <laughs> oh my God. I We're going to talk about campus later. <laughs> but I want to be on campus. Okay. Uh, Leah, this is her first trip. So she gets the tour. Mm-hmm. At the rejuvenated Bluestone Manor. Yeah. And they had to go through the back because Dorinda wasn't opening the front door. Yeah. We see a, a room that I don't know if we've laid eyes on before or has been rebranded the Moroccan room. I feel like we've heard of it, but I don't think we've spent any extensive time in it. It's just, it's strange to me that we have the Moroccan room, which is like famously a trip that occurred pre Dorinda. Mm hmm. You know? Yeah, but I mean, like, Morocco existed the entire time. No, I mean, Roni invented Morocco. So. <laughs> okay, Ramona shows up, and she is ready to kiss ass, which I do love this flavor of Ramona so much. My, It's my favorite Ramona, when she is the apologizer. Yeah. And yeah. when she, like, is, like, wants to hug up on you, like, wants mm-hmm. to kiss up on you. In, um... This is my favorite in, uh, what's it called? Scary Island, where she gets Happy Mouth with Bethany. Like, the best Ramona there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lou's there. She gets the fish room. Mm -hmm. It's 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 a new and improved fish room. Yeah, it's like barely fishish. Fishish. But but I wonder, are we... Are we... What's the word? Not treating right... Because aren't these fish fish that Richard's son caught? Or mm-hmm. no? Or are they just yeah. like, they are? 
I've done I've done the research and yeah. there's like a Today Show piece from like the early 2000s <laughs> about like him catching whatever fish this is. Yeah, it definitely yes. is the the fish that Richard's son caught. But don't they look like they're made of plastic? Like I don't know how that works in terms. of It's like called taxidermy, them. baby. It's like they they the finish they put on it makes them look like they're made of plastic. Yeah, and one of them now is in the Watch Robins Live Clubhouse because mm. she gifted Andy with one. So, but like, does <laughs> why does Richard son? Uh... <laughs> I don't know, but I feel like Dorinda does have a relationship with Richard's yeah. kid still. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I just like the fact that she redid the fish room and they left in that like lazy boy pull out couch in the corner. It was like, yeah. really? Oh, good. It's good. It's good. Okay, I love everyone talking about. Elise showing up and pulling up her Instagram of like mm-hmm. her, her selfie saying it's all fun and games until someone pisses me <laughs> off. I mean, I'm enjoying if if Elise was not in the picture right now, I don't know what we would be doing. Yeah, but we wouldn't be talking about anything. I don't like we would just be getting blackout again. Yeah. I mean, and she's like so weird and soft spoken. There's something about Elise that I don't know. I feel like if she was given a second season, she would like find her voice. Yeah. Like what's, what's so weird with Elise is like, she is a rich woman, but doesn't she come across like, so. It's very. To me, the way she comes across is very local dive bar. Woman who dive bar and restaurant woman who comes in for dinner with her husband every night for like the early bird special. Yeah. Like trying to save a few bucks. Yeah. And then like hits on the waiter. Could we get a glammed up Elise season two? I mean, like it's. Maybe, but like she just likes things simple. So, like, Ramona, so when Elise arrives, it's just, like, Ramona is trying to produce Elise. Like, in terms mm-hmm. of saying, like, oh, you got it. you need to, like, you need to have connections, like, with all the girls. Like, that's why I'm trying not to, like, talk to you. <laughs> right. And, like, meanwhile, like, Elise already has, like, connections with the women. I think her and Leah are really close to this day. Well, I mean, I that probably grew over the course of the season, but to me, right. her and Sonia seem fairly close. Yeah. I think that, like, Leah will actually be, like, a force in the conversation around keeping Elise around, because, mm-hmm. like, I think the show is moving in a way that we're now going to be casting around Leah more than oh. anyone else. Yeah, yeah. Like, R- Ramona's time is coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got flashbacks. I don't even remember what the context of the flat was. The context, like Ramona fighting with people. It was like the fights that have happened at the Berkshires. I think, but right? Was, no, because it was a fight. Remember, it was that Christmas party fight. Remember where uh, Sonia and Ramona were like fighting and, and holding their hands up to their mouth mm-hmm. like against each other, and. Well, early, I guess earlier in the episode, we got like flashbacks to Berkshire's fights. And then this was like Ramona fights. Yeah. So 
what I liked about this flashback is that Elise was in the flashback. Mm-hmm. I love Some... when, they, when they legitimize people by including mm-hmm. them in flashbacks. Some editors doing some amazing work here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Dorinda is like on rocket number nine. And then like when Leah makes a face, I don't know if it was a a fight between, was it between Dorinda and Lou? Luann. Or Dorinda. Yeah. And like she makes a face and then like Dorinda catches it and then... Lee says you can't speak the truth to Rinda or you'll get your head chopped off like some kind of communist regime. You, yeah. yeah. It was like it was a moment where Dorinda caught the face and thought that Leo was like on her side in the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. she was not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean the the whole gist of like the Ramona Elise shit is Ramona is trying her best not to say on camera kiss my ass because I brought you onto the show. Right, exactly. Like, she's trying every... She's like, I... I I introduced you to all my friends, is what she's basically saying. Which, like, Elise is... Elise is dumbfounded by this because she's like, I am friends. So who did you introduce me to? (laughs) Exactly. And it's, like, weird because, like, I think for a while I've been interested in, like, bringing on some of, like, Ramona's weird friends into the mix, but didn't realize that Ramona would act this way once they actually were brought in. Yeah. And like get defensive about like her space and like her, her place in like the Bravo Roni world and get like really aggressive about it. Yeah. So Ramona's like kissing, still in the kissing Dorinda ass mood. So they make up and Ramona jumps in Dorinda's lap and blah, blah, blah. And then Elise jumps into Ramona's lap. Mm-hmm. Ramona's like, get off of me, you're heavy. I, I, Ramona's such a monster. Truly. I don't remember. Do you think? Yeah. Go ahead. Um, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't remember who, who she was talking to or like what scene this was. But did you notice when Dorinda was building the fire? And smoke was filling the room. <laughs> I know. And Dorinda seemed the, too drunk to notice. Is that the same fireplace from like a few years ago where the exact same thing happens? Probably, yeah. Because yeah. this is not the first time that that has happened. Yeah. You, we need we need like a Carol or a Bethany around for the Berkshire's trips. Yeah, for fire safety alone. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um. And then it just kind of like turned into the Lou and Sonia fight. Which, like, Luann, we don't really see her drunk like this, where her voice changes totally. And her face changes. It, the tone of her voice and her face reminded me of her arrest video. It was like that, you know? We have not seen this Luann in a very long time. Yeah, and, like, not even, like, really ever except for the arrest video because, like, the only other time she was, like, really, really, really drunk was when she, like, fell into the bush and that was more, like, it was dark, but, like, that was more, she was being more, like, playful, quote-unquote. Sure, 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 sure. 
But then Dorinda, like, taking up for Sonya. Mm-hmm. And that's where we leave off with the to be continued is really scary. Yeah. Also, yeah. like, pay people <laughs> who are doing work. I know. I would love to know the finances of the show. Mm-hmm. Same. Would love. Okay. Should we get to All-Stars? Yes. Yes. Okay, you know I loved last week's episode. Yeah, Snatch Game of Love. Snatch Game of Love. In contrast, this week's episode felt like a lot of nothing. I guess, I I feel like I think I viewed it a little differently. For me, in general, All-Stars 5 has been, like, great so far. Like, all of the episodes bring me joy. Um, In a way that the past two All-Stars seasons haven't quite done, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, we we actually spent a lot of time just hanging out in the workroom. Mm-hmm. And I was happy to do that. But it's just, it, like, I'm glad we're not a Drag Race podcast, because I'm not sure, like, there's that much to say. Right. I mean, like, we learned some new things about, like, especially Juju and Shay's family life that I didn't really necessarily know. I think I knew more about Shay's, but, like, the Juju stuff, I, like, the only thing I knew about juju growing up was that like her parents named her like the translation of airplane yeah like when they came airline airline yeah and that's the only thing i knew so i was like oh i assumed like she had like a great growing up but then i didn't realize that like her dad died really early her mom left shortly after and like then she lived with her aunt and then her siblings were put into the foster system and then reunited later so that was like a really powerful moment. And with her especially, I got the sense that I don't usually get with like Rue and other queens at all. I got the sense with Juju that Rue like loves her. Mm. Like really, really like cares about her. Yeah. Um, in a way that like Rue doesn't show with any other queen really. I think I knew some of the family stuff. I didn't know about the breaking up with the fiance and that mm-hmm. like she essentially pushed away her old friends mm-hmm. in her sobriety journey. Yeah. Cause I know, what? like I know her as a Boston queen mm-hmm. and what's interesting with her is like a lot of these girls, when they get really famous, they'll leave some of these smaller metropolitan areas for an LA. Mm-hmm. Or a New York or a Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she never left. I The last time I was in Boston, actually, I was out at Machine mm-hmm. with friend to the show, Neil. And we yeah. saw Juju. And I think her former fiance out, Juju was out of drag. And I would not let Neil go walk up and say hi. Because it was like, she's just like having her night out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, But that yeah. was like all pre all this that she talked about. So it's interesting to like hear her journey since yeah 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 it's the charles family backyard barbecue ball now i thought the balls always had three looks same and when rue was describing it like they didn't do a great job producing the description of what's going on Mm-hmm. agreed yeah and I, and I like was, I was like, there's always like a crafty element. Then there's like 
some other element. And then there's usually a surprise twist. Like, right. You also got to do this. Right. But that never came around. Yeah. This was like a combo of ball. And then like the weird, like voiceover narration challenge they've done for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. Like in season nine, it was like the, was it, it wasn't superhero. It was like, no, a, it, was, it was like a superhero sidekick. Yeah. Something like that. Sidekick or something. Yeah. So they've been doing these like voiceover things, which like I'm not obsessed with. Yeah. I would rather just have like a three look ball. Yeah. So let's get to the ball. The first one was Cracker. Who the narration was definitely one of the better narrations. Mm -hmm. But neither look to me were, were that amazing. To me, I just like... I never land. I've said that before. I never land it with like a cracker look. It never speaks to me. I mean, the fact that she ends up winning and her high fashion backyard look was reminiscent of a look that a Venus delight got sent home on. <laughs> True. Wow. I like the commercial break after she won. I remember stomping through my apartment, just yelling what uh, Miss Cracker is a wet fart. Mm. So Juju, I thought her voiceover acting and that look were both amazing. Mm-hmm. And then the like create it yourself look, I thought was great, except for what they're calling out, like the stitching on the side. But like the to me, that look itself despite the construction was better than the cracker look agreed. And I was the most nervous for Juju because like the entire episode, we spent so much time in the workroom, like you said, and the yeah. entire episode, she had n nothing. Yeah. Like yeah. there was no look yet. And yeah. so for her to pull that off, I agree. And I mean, like there was a construction issue, but like, I thought she looked incredible. Yeah. Okay. Uh... I'm also like, I'm also a blind Juju B stan. Yeah, like, you are. My favorite queen of all time, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I think it might have been Blair next. But for me, Blair was kind of just like a flop across the board this episode. Mm -hmm. I thought the voiceover itself was not good. I thought the voiceover look was not good. It was fine. It just was like... A little too obvious or something, yeah, you know? Like really boring to me. And then the high fashion look was not... If it, the high fashion look was not really creative. It was very like the new Taylor can't come... To, or the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now because she's dead. Like very yeah. reputation tour. It was funny though. I did love the, the conversation that jumped, that popped up during Untucked in terms of like one of her critiques was why does your hair look like it's supposed to be slick back and wet, but it's dry. And it's like, cause the way things dry, I'm like sitting <laughs> around for two hours after like doing this look. Mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting. It is interesting. Okay. The, sh the Shea Coulee. I would say her, voiceover and voiceover look 
fell in between, like it was like below Cracker and Jujubee, but above Alexis and Blair. Mm-hmm. Definitely very middle of the road. We missed out on the Tweety Bird on the back, which she showed on Instagram. Oh, um, I love that. Yeah, I love that. Especially like as a kid that wore like Looney Tunes apparel in my youth. You did? Yeah. Weird. Um, yeah. I had a math teacher who used to wear like button-up denim shirts and oh, yeah. it would like above the pocket would yeah. have oh, yeah. like fucking Looney Tunes characters popping up. I mean, I had shit like that as a child, but like as your teacher, that's definitely um, troublesome. Also, like Looney Tunes over Disney is like something oh. weird. No, 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 no. I love like I. I feel like we had this conversation somewhere sometime. Like while the girls were running to the Disney store, I was running to the Warner Brothers store. I also was too, but because the Warner Brothers store was like smarter and more interactive. Yeah, well, also, like, okay. I like the characters more. Oh, I don't like the characters more. I just liked the activities inside the Warner Brothers store. I mean, like, in the Disney store, it's like, everything's like a princess. What character do you identify most with in the Looney Tunes universe? Mm. I mean, like, Bugs Bunny is queer-coded, so there's that. Yeah. I mean, just like, I prefer the Tiny Toons in terms of, like, the characters. Tiny Toon Adventures was such a good fucking show. Yeah. I mean, look up Tiny Toons Adventures, How I Spent My Summer Vacation. I can recite that whole movie from start to finish. Like, Do it lipstick now. For your, lipstick for your life. <laughs> Pokemon trees. Like, wash these lips. They will not miss a word. Like, I know the whole thing. Man, I mean, I loved, I would identify, self-identify as a plucky duck. Oh, yeah, I see that for you, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, love, I wish we had seen the Tweety Bird on Shay's back in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then last but not, last but probably least, <laughs> Alexis Mateo. Oh. I mean, <sighs> For the voiceover, it was more of that shemz like squawking and talking without saying anything. I think the thing with Alexis is that she, in her season, was meant to felt feel funny because Rue just like got a kick out of her. You know what I mean? Also, yeah. I paid so close attention to like the laughs, how many laughs each person got from Rue. Mm. To know that, like, people were doing well or not doing well. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, she came out with that lime green plain Jane dress. Mm-hmm. And that wig under a wig. The second wig was like, ugh. Yeah. And then her, like, red solo cup, I thought was great, except, like, the way that the dress fell onto the swimming pool was not great. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. So everyone's in the bottom except for Cracker. <sighs> Cracker winning, really, please. Yeah. I mean, it's clear to me that they are trying to just spread the wins. Mm-hmm. To keep it interesting. Right, because of previous All Star seasons have been so stacked. Like, yeah. Three with Ben and like all of that. 
Yeah. But I, at the same time, like cracker winning, I don't love, but like, I don't think there was a clear, like a clear winner this week. Yeah. I agree with that kind of. So, so throwing it over to her felt like a safe production move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though next week the challenge being stand-up feels like something that Cracker might might do good at. It also feels like something that Cracker might melt down sure. about because we've already seen her like get in her head or whatever. Yeah. And we get Roxy Andrews. I love seeing Roxy. I gotta say though, when when the curtain rose and everyone was like, "Oh my god," and I was like, "Oh my god, who is this?" <laughs> I couldn't recognize who it was. Yeah, because she did get a nose job, right? She's definitely had some work done, but also like when it comes to Roxy Andrews, the way she does her makeup, like she looks so different. All yeah, the time. she can really transform herself. She's like also. Like a dra- a quote unquote drag queen's drag queen, like we've said before. Like an India. It's era. like her and India are like when I hear drag queens talk about drag queens, those are like the two examples that I hear people calling like a drag queen's drag queen. Yeah. And and I gotta say, like as the originator of the wig under the wig, she gave us we had a different reveal. She gave us something new. The the what's on the butt? The butt reveal. <laughs> the, butt, the butt reveal. I mean, it was great. The song just wasn't made for a lip sync in my brain. Yeah, but also not made for a lip sync from these two girls. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I could see a space, like, in an intimate venue where a queen could pull this off, like, during doing, like, a solo lip sync to this song. But, like, it's not like a... It's not a lip sync for your life or a legacy song. No, I, I, I think it is with the right girl, and I don't think Cracker's who's definitely... The, who's the right girl? It's not Cracker. Okay. And it's like, I don't, th- I don't think like Roxy's really into this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's just like Ariana Grande has like a, such a big catalog and we're picking this song, which I, a song that I enjoy. To me, this is like, like a top five Ariana Grande song. Maybe. I love one last time. I, I like it also. I just don't think it's a lip sync song and we can agree okay. to disagree on that. Yeah. So farewell, Alexis Mateo. Which, like, come on. We need her. Yeah. I mean, I've been rooting for Blair, but I would have been fine to see Blair go this week. I have not been rooting for Blair. I just, like, Alexis Mateo is such good television where Blair is boring. Yeah. Like, I'll take a nap during next episode if she's in huge parts of it. Wow. I can't believe we're we're not getting a makeover challenge next week. I know. Psycho. Yeah. Okay, speaking of Psycho, let's talk about our Freak of the Week this week. And that is the cast of Million Dollar Listing, Los Angeles, Shading Selling Sunset on Watch Diamonds Live. <laughs> so, could I tell you these people's names? Not really. But luckily, There's like, someone named Paul? No. Jeff? I think... I think there's a Josh flag in the bunch. Josh flag. There was a gay person named Madison, but I don't think he's on it anymore. No, I don't think he's on it anymore. But thankfully in the clip of Watch Revens Live, someone is referring to the one woman as Tracy. So I know it is Tracy that says this. She says, this is a show about dating bachelors in the Hollywood Hills. 
If you want to sell real estate, maybe come on over to our show. Is it really a show about dating bachelors in Hollywood Hill? <laughs> not really. Like if I want to drag, like I could drag selling Sunset, but like that's not how I would drag it if I was them. I know. It's not about dating bachelors at all, really. There's like yeah. what there's like one person dating someone, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting that Andy admitted to have not seen it, which I think is a misstep on his part. I know. Well, I mean, in the ideal world, Selling Sunset would be part of the Bravo cinematic universe. But I also just think as like a person who is executive producing reality shows, like this is a reality show that people are talking about. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, But it's like, they were all just saying how none of them have seen any of the women at showings or open houses or like anything having to do with real estate, except for the boys. Of course. Of course they run into like protect the men in this case. Yeah. Yeah. They're all pigs. Okay. Our one true queen this week is Dorinda, who is up at the Berkshires because Sonia's staying at her apartment in the city Mm -hmm. with her gay friend who I'm not sure is like left during quarantine. (laughs) Greg, I think he looks like he looks like Kim Richards, Bull Mastiff boyfriend, ex-boyfriend. They've gone to the Tonys together in the past. Like these two are like two peas in a pod. Mm hmm. Which it's like me funny. and it's like me and Jamie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're hanging out, making lunch or something. We have free woman by Lady Gaga in the background blasting. Dorinda screaming about how we can't be at the club right now, so we gotta <laughs> bring the club to us. <sighs> oh my god! When was the last time you went to a club? Oh, actually, I remember. What? We went to the club in December. What was the club? I don't want to say it because it's embarrassing for us. It was after Tim and Trang's Christmas party. Oh, my God. The we red. went to the club and I, I quickly left because I was not feeling well. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I think that's it for this week. Oh, my God. Wow, what a week. What a week. So glad We're... things are like back to normal to some degree. Mm-hmm. Can we? Potomac's just around the corner. Yep. And we can't wait to talk about it. So yeah. come through, Queen. Follow us. I'm at IDK, IDK. Brendan's at not Brendan. Join the Facebook group. Leave a nice five-star review on iTunes. Hello. Hello. Uh, we talked about the Patreon. We kicked off the new series of revisiting the premiere episodes of all the Housewives franchises. So go check that out at patreon.com slash come through, Queen. And like, comment, subscribe, harsh, retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. See you next week. Bye. Bye. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.